so many things trying to get us to look away in a world who would like to remove you from even the holiday of Christmas. But Lord, without Christ, there would be no Christmas. And I pray, God, that our eyes will remain on you, that we will look full in your wonderful face, and that the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of your wondrous grace. Father, have your way in this place. We thank you, Jesus, for your great passion towards us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. As you're seated, would you just look over to somebody beside you and say, good to see you this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, you look good. Somebody said, looks has never been my problem. <laughs> Good to see all of you here. It is a blessing, blessing to be a part of such a wonderful church family. Aren't we blessed, church family? Amen. I'm going to get rid of my gum. I have been known to spit it before. And it landed about three or four pews back. And that wouldn't be good. Be all right. That way you pay attention. <laughs> Last week we had a, a great time in the Lord. We are looking at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, and we're talking about the names uh, that was given to Christ. So last week we talked about wonderful counselor. We talked about how wonderful and amazing he is. That was more of the New Testament term. They were amazed at who Jesus uh, was and is. Isn't that amazing? And we're still amazed today. Aren't you thankful that we serve an awesome, wonderful, glorious, mighty God this morning? Can we just give him a, a hand clap of praise? Amen. 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 You know, in looking at this scripture in, in Isaiah chapter 9, uh, we also reflected last week that the scenario in Isaiah's time was a dark time. It was a, a season where people were turning away from God. The, na the nation had literally sunk into their own version of a famine. It wasn't a famine of food. It was a famine of hope. It was a famine of God's presence or God being there in the midst of them. In fact, they had, they had turned to everything except God himself. This kind of reminds me of Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 5 where the Bible says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man who finds his strength in flesh. Right? I'm so thankful that it doesn't stop there. It goes on a little later and says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. How many know that we can trust in God? Amen? Amen. We can trust in the King of kings and Lord of lords and know that He cares about every one of us. Look, the fact is, is some of us have gotten into that place. We have found ourselves in a personal famine. How many of you have ever found yourself there? Mm -hmm. We find ourselves there sometimes. It, it feels dark and we wonder, God, are you going to show up in this situation? God, are you going to uh, uh, rescue us from this time? 
And the thing is, is that when we're facing those most difficult times in our life, we, we ask the question, where are you, God? Right? Been there, done that. But on the edge of this darkness, we find in Isaiah chapter 9, as we talked about last week, uh, in verse 9, in chapter 9, verse 2 through 5, it, it, it states that those in darkness will see a great light. Aren't you glad that he's the light of the world? And that we will see a great light. And not only that, it goes on and says that joy will replace despair. And it goes on and says the, the enemy's power will be broken. Thank you, Jesus, that, that the chains of the enemy has no hold on me. That the power of the enemy will be broken. Aren't you glad? Amen. So what I find in that is if there's going to be light, it can't be manufactured from myself. Because Jesus is the light of the world. Matter of fact, 1 John says, if we walk in the light as he is the light, we will have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus will cover us from all of our sins. We must walk in his light for he is the light of the world. Amen. Not only that, joy is something that we just can't uh, come up upon. You know, it's, well, we'll just find some joy in here, right? Hey, joy. Woo, I found joy. I got the joy, joy, joy. Oh, no. <sighs> we can't just come up on some joy watching uh, Dr. Phil or Oprah Winfrey or whatever. It is only through Jesus Christ, the source of our strength, who we find the greatest hope, the greatest peace, and the joy of the world. Amen. You know, I, look, the fact is, is, I just can't go up and beat up my enemies. I need some help. And that help comes from my Lord. I know that He's on my side. And this verse is telling me that He will fight the battle. He will be on my side. He will show up. He will be my strength in the very time of trouble. Amen. 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 In other words, uh, have you ever been picked on before? I mean, Sammy, I know you've never been picked on. Look how big. Sammy's one of those guys I like to hang around because nobody messes with somebody with him. And then when he's got... Jeremiah with him, man, just like, you know, pump you up, right? <laughs> well, the fact is, is that there's a whole lot of things that try to bully us. I mean, and the fact is, is that there are some of us who have been bullied before. We've been bullied by uh, sickness. We've been bullied by finances. We've been bull bullied by people. We've been bullied by situations. And, and all those things look different for different people. But the fact is, is that we serve a God who can step in. Amen? He's a, he's a big brother that will step in at the right time. And he will stand for us and with us. And he will help us overcome. It's extremely exciting to know that we have God on our side. Amen? Amen. So, let me introduce you to Jesus, the mighty God. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so, therefore, we are looking at the mighty God. Not just God, but the mighty God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Who is this Jesus, you say? Who is who is this that you're interested in? Who is this that, 
that uh, you have placed your faith in? Is it just a God that's all talk and no action? Is it just a God who is distant, who we read about in the New Testament? Is it a God who you once devoted your life to and you've kind of strayed away from and you're wondering where He is today? Is it just some God that you've compartmentalized and He's just a part of your life on Sundays or Wednesdays or whenever you decide to get religious? Or is He God Almighty in your life? Amen? Too many people have have turned Jesus into a lucky charm Jesus, right? They've turned him into a lucky foot Jesus. They pull him out when they want a, when they want a touch of God. They pull him out when things are, aren't going good. He's just a stained glass Jesus to some because he's just a traditional God that they come to church and they look at the stained glass and say, whoo, he's a God. And yet they don't live for him. They don't walk in him. They don't rely on him. They don't trust in him. They don't allow him to be the central figure of their life because he's just stained glass Jesus. He's just the one that we go to every week and we clap at and we raise our hands to and we sing a few songs about but he's not real in my life I'm here to tell you you can dumb him down all you want to you can make him all the insignificance that you think he is but he's a mighty God he's an everlasting father he's the prince of peace he's a wonderful counselor and he's almighty amen 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 Woo. I'm about ready to preach this morning Y'all love Jesus? Me too. Me too. Mighty. What does mighty mean? Mighty is heroic. Mighty is valiant. It It is a proven warrior, unafraid in battle, never defeated. That is a mighty warrior. I don't know about you, but... I don't want to be considered a, a, a woe-begone weakling, amen? I want to know that I'm trusting in a God who's able to defeat and able to overcome any obstacle that I might face. Praise God. I mean, when you think of mighty, you're thinking of someone who's high-ranking power, who's expected to lead the battle. He's not afraid of a fight. Jesus would be known as the mighty God, the valiant, undefeated warrior who will fight for his people Thank you, Jesus, for fighting on my side. The battle's not mine, said little David. Lord, it's thine, I'm in your favor. I've given it all to you. Lord, I know not what to do. What's wrong, y'all? Y'all know that song? Jewel ain't here to join in with me today. I needed some help. Where y'all at? <laughs> Thank God that he's, that, we're on, that he's on our side. Amen? Hey, does anybody need a mighty God in your life? I mean, you ever, you ever felt, find yourself in a mess and you wonder, oh God, where, where are you? I need your help. We, we desperately need a mighty God in our life. And the thing is, is, that, that, he's, is that no matter what the mess is, no matter if it's something that we've manufactured or somebody else, the fact is, is that God is almighty. He's a mighty God, a miracle-working God, a Satan-defeating God, a circumstance-changing God. He's an overcoming God. And the thing is, is that we can trust in Him. He will come in on the scene and He will apply His presence and power and everything has to change. Aren't you glad? Amen. Amen. So when I look at this prophecy that Isaiah was saying about this child, is very distinct. This child would be called God. And not just God, the mighty God. Look, when I face an impossible situation, I want to know there's a God who can handle the impossible. I want to know that, that nothing is impossible for Him. 
and that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to His purpose. I want to know that I'm trusting in that kind of God. And not just a power that sustains me, but a power that can overcome every obstacle that I face. That kind of God. I recall a story in Mark chapter 5, 21. In that story, it says, the Bible says that, that when Jesus got off the boat, a, a, a ruler of the synagogue came to him. Now, we know the name of that ruler of the synagogue was Jairus. How many know the story of Jairus? Right? And so he came to him. And, and you know, some, sometimes we think of these rulers of the synagogue. You know, I wore my jacket today so I looked sharp so I could dress up my jeans. Better than the suit I'm going to wear next week. <laughs> Y'all seen that post? Somebody's wanting to buy me some colorful candy cane looking suit for me to wear. <laughs> I don't think it would fit good. At least I don't think it'll look good. <laughs> but Jarius came, and, and, and you would think. A ruler of a synagogue. This is a man who is coming to Jesus who is dignified and all of these titles given to him. And yet, here he comes. The Bible says that he literally falls at Jesus' feet. Come on, somebody. How do you respond to Jesus? Sitting at his feet. Come on, right? Sitting at his feet. That is where my life is complete. Sitting at his feet. Come on. So Jairus, man, he came and he fell at Jesus' feet. But he didn't just fall at Jesus' feet. He then began to beg him to heal his daughter. Right? Wow. So, you know, here Jesus is. He's, um, he said, yeah, I'll go do that. And he takes off Vicky, and he's going to... Jairus' house, goes on high-fiving, and then all this crowd comes along, and they throng him, you know. And, and along the way, guess what happens? He gets stopped. How many ever felt like you called on Jesus, and somewhere along the way he got stopped? Right? Where are you, Lord? And the Bible says that he was walking through, and he was... All these people around him, but yet somebody touched the hem of his garment. Woo, if I could just get a hold of Jesus, right? I mean, there, I mean, somebody just come through and, 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 and Jesus is all up in people's business, you know. He's walking down through there and he's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You know, hey, whoa, I, I, I got to get through here, excuse me, excuse me. And, and, and somebody touched me. And his disciples were like, what do you mean somebody touched you? Look at all these people. Everybody's touched you. Everybody's rubbing up against you. Everybody's like, hey, what's up? Come on, let me give them some of that, right? But no, Jesus said, no, you don't understand. Somebody has touched me. Because there has been virtue that has left me. There's been an anointing. There's been some power that has left me. And somebody touched me. And, 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 and he looked around and here's this lady with an issue of blood. You know, when I think about this story, I mean, the issue of blood, the, the lady was, had been sick for how many years? Twelve. 
12 years. I wonder how old Jairus' daughter was. Hmm. So, what, G, what, G, what I believe that's really taking place here is, that, look, Jairus, the issue is not a sickness, the issue is the blood. Come on. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. So what was happening here was that there was a problem in the blood. <laughs> Jairus had trusted in all the religious things. He trusted in sacrifices and all these things. And what he needed to understand, he needed to trust in the blood of Jesus. Because it was Jesus the one who saves. It's Jesus the one who heals. It's Jesus the one who can, who can cause all sickness and all that stuff to go away, right? And so here he was. He's been stopped and this lady's been healed. And, and, and then they leave that place and some servants come to Jairus and say, Never mind, your daughter's dead. Jesus said, Wait a minute. She's just sleeping. How many times do we give up because we see a dead end? Come on. How many times do we get to that place where we've been trusting and waiting on God and it seems like everything has closed, everything has stopped, everything has went away and we're saying, okay God, I guess your answer was no because you didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, wait a minute. Just because you don't understand, just because you didn't see it happen in your time, doesn't mean it's no or doesn't mean it's yes. It just means you've got to trust me even more. Amen? Because if we truly believe that he is a mighty God, then we've got to trust him with everything, even when it don't look good, even when we don't understand, even when it seems like it's dead and gone, Jesus is still the one who brings life and life evermore. Amen. Amen. That's all right. You can give God praise. Amen. Amen. I mean, the fact is, is that he's able to transcend doctors. He's able to transcend everything that I know and understand and my strength and my education and my finances and my insight and my resources. He is able to overcome every limitation that I have because he's God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Because when Jesus shows up and everybody else is looking around, they might be laughing at him. Say, oh, well, you know, why did you show up? She's already dead. But Jesus speaks a few words. And the ashy skin turns rosy again. The eyes that were sunken in begin to see life again. The heart that was stopped is now started again. The, everything begins to change. Everything looks different because Jesus shows up. Amen. It doesn't matter if people are laughing. It doesn't matter that they say she's dead. It doesn't matter that he's never been, uh, never done this before. It doesn't matter that the father, is, his faith is wavering. It doesn't matter that they say this can't happen or it can't be done. All we know is, is that Jesus is an overcoming God. It, he transcends time, space, hearts, money, obstacles, economy, doctors, paychecks, government, courts, everything he's able to overcome. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 43, 11 through 13 says, 
I am the Lord and there is no other Savior. First I predicted your deliverance. I declared that I would do and then I did it. I saved you. No foreign God has ever done this before. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can oppose what I do. No one can reverse my actions. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look, he's a mighty God. He can't be held by the rules of this world. Amen? I mean, you can look at Acts chapter 3, 13 through 15. For it is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of all of our ancestors who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus who you handed over and rejected before Pilate despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy righteous one instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life but God raised him to life and we are witnesses of this fact. No matter what you do. No matter what this world tries to do to, dis- to extinguish who Jesus is. The more you try, the greater he becomes. The more you try to silence, the more you try to hinder, the more you try to block out Jesus, the greater he becomes. Look, ISIS tried to wipe Christianity out in the Middle East. You know what's crazy is? The fastest growing church right now is in Iran. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Christianity is booming because people recognized that Jesus is the way. Look, we might have lost the idea that he's still a miraculous God. But let me tell you, when you need a miraculous God, a miraculous God shows up, right? Because this scripture is not just a book that's laminated through glue and bound by leather. It is a living word of God that's, that's life-giving. It is hope-giving. It transforms community. It transforms nations. It transforms lives. If you want something real and powerful, get into the word of God. Know that he's able. Know that he's almighty. Know that he's wonderful. Amen? I mean, look, right the Word of God, they tried, to, they tried to snuff him out. They tried to conspire against him. They tried to, to keep him from, from, from rising up. They literally wanted to kill him because he was proclaiming that he was God. He says, I am. But not only did he proclaim that, he was showing it through authority. He was showing it through the power. And so therefore, they wanted to get rid of him. But guess what? They couldn't do it. He's still God. Amen? Somebody needs that God to jump into their situation. Amen? They need a but God moment. But God stepped in. But God jumped in and he usurped all their schemes, turned everything upside down and superseded their plans and the plan and interjected the plan of his own. Look, you got to think about this. He rever- he's reversing the irreversible. He's fixing the unfixable. He's doing the undoable. He's beating the unbeatable. He's saving the unsavable. And he's changing the unchangeable. Some of you can say, Amen. 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 Oh, you're quiet right now. 
look, he's a mighty God. I mean, just think about this. They thought that they had killed him. They thought that they had relinquished his power. They thought that they had taken away his radical teachings, his claims to be the way, the truth, and the life. But the mighty power of God in, out of the resurrection defied all of that. Amen? I mean, he defied nature. The, the kind of things that, that just don't happen, right? I mean, when he walks on water, when he raises the dead, those things don't happen. He defied nature. He defied high-powered people who just wanted to get things their own way. He, re, he defied religion, which didn't want to be disturbed. He de, defied the good old boy system. He defied disappointment. He, he, dashed, the, he dashed the dreams. Uh, he, he defied Satan, who thought he had won. He defied doubt, because you can't stop Jesus. The Bible, literally, the bottom line is Jesus is not subject to our rules. He's not subject to men or courts, to crosses, to nails, to the natural law. Nothing could hold Jesus, not even death. I mean, think about it. The enemy of enemies can't even stop him. I look at Luke chapter 11, 20 through 22. It says, but if... I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For when Satan, who is completely armed, guards his palace, it is safe until, somebody say until, until someone who is stronger attacks and overpowers him and strips him of his weapons and carries off his belongings. This clearly, this clearly states that God is more powerful. He's stronger than the strong man. Look, the fact is, yes, the enemy, Satan himself, is strong. Yes, he tries to attack. Yes, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom, may, whom he may devour. But I'm here to tell you that God is more powerful. We walk around and we talk about, well, the devil's on me. Well, the devil's doing this and the devil's doing Look, if you quit praising the devil and start turning your worship to God, your situation might change. You give the enemy too much credit, and you don't give God enough credit. God is almighty. Amen. Amen. Look, Satan threw his best shot, and he still couldn't do it. I mean, think of all the things that Satan threw at Jesus. He threw disease at Jesus, and Jesus said, by my stripes you are healed. He threw temptation, and Jesus said, not my will, but God." My Father's will be done. Amen? He threw fame. You will worship God alone. He threw demon-possessed. He said, get out. He threw depressed and hopeless and addicted. He said, you are made whole. He threw hatred. He said, Father, forgive them. He threw messed up religion. He said, and I will build my church. He threw political muscle. And Jesus said, the government is upon my shoulders. He threw false accusations against the character. He says, I'll see you on the third day. He threw storms. And Jesus said, peace be still. He threw death. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. He is a mighty God, and he is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Look, the fact is, is that we go around and we assassinate who Jesus really is because we make him less than God Almighty. We make him less than who he is, but he is a mighty God. Amen. Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Go play me some winding down music before I get too fired up here. 
I'm ready to roll. I mean, to think about it. Pilate thought he had power over Jesus. I mean, when you, when you think about what Pilate said, in John chapter 19, I think it's verse 10, Verse 9 says, he took Jesus back into the headquarters again and asked him, where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Verse 10, you won't talk to me? Pilate demanded. Don't you realize that I have the power to release you or to crucify you? Well, Pilate thought he had power, didn't he? Verse 11 says, then Jesus said, you would have no power over me at all unless it were given to you from above Pilate thought he had it under control but he didn't realize that he was just a puppet on a string to fulfill God's perfect plan look he's the God who's not bound by limitations like we are he's not bound by the past or the enemy he's not bound not even death could hold him back. Aren't you glad? Even what seems like the last great weapon of Satan. When he hung on a cross. Counted him out. But we all know. On the third day. Jesus rose. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 54, 57. When this happens, when our perishable earthly bodies have been transformed into heavenly bodies, that we will never die, then at last the scripture will come true. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. How we thank God who gives us victory over sin and death through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me tell you something. You might hear some buzzing at times, but the sting has been taken away. It might be annoying. You might have to flat a little bit. But the sting is gone. Because we know that those who trust Him in Almighty God that we have an eternal hope that is not quenched by the noise of this world by the enemy of our soul because we know we can trust God to be there for us. How many have ever heard Lockridge's sermon? That's my king. Y'all heard that? Isn't that powerful? It's beautiful. I kind of adapted it a little bit and wrote this. My king was born a mighty God. He's the mighty God of righteousness. He's the mighty God of the ages. He's the mighty God of heaven. He's the mighty God of glory. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. He's my mighty God. Do you know him? He's the mighty God of limitless love. He knows no end to his supply. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. 
Our mighty God is strong. Jesus, the mighty God, is so knowledgeable that there is nothing hidden from Him. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in Himself. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. I am talking about Jesus, the mighty God. He's the miracle of the ages. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available to the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and He saves. He's a mighty God and He guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the leper. He forgives sinners. He discharges the debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He's blessed the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. He's the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of legislatures. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of peace. He's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. He is the mighty God. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. The heavens of heavens cannot contain Him. You can't get him out of your mind you can't get him off of your hands you can't live without him you you can't outlive him and you can't live without him there's nobody before him and there's nobody after him you can't impeach him he's not going to resign he is almighty God the Apostle Paul prays says I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms now he is far above all ruler all authority all or power or leader or anything he's a mighty God this morning I would love to say that I know all about every one of your circumstances. I don't. But I do know this. That for whatever struggle you're facing, whatever difficulty that you find yourself in, I know a mighty God that wants to walk with you on that journey. This morning, if you'd say, Pastor, this is a very very tough time and I need the hand of God to grab a hold of me and walk with me through this right now if that's you this morning would you just raise your hand right where you are yes yes amen would you raise your hand one more time Folks, if you're close to that person right there, would you just gather around them? Can we just, right where you are, keep your hand raised. We want to pray with you. We want to believe with you. We want to encourage you today. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Father, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, you saved us out of darkness and you brought us into your marvelous light. And, Lord, though I might not know what these hands represent, I do know this. I know the God who does. 
And Lord, though I might not know the depths of their pain or their struggle or the fight that they're in, I know, God, that you are right there with them. That you're not surprised by their struggle. You're not surprised by their, their situation, God, that you care intimately about them. And Lord, I pray right now as we believe together, as your word says, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I pray that the Spirit of God will show up right now in that situation. It doesn't matter how far away it is. It doesn't matter how, what time sensitive it is. Because God, you're, you're not bound by natural law. Even right now, you are there in the future and you're there in the past. God, I pray that you will heal and redeem and deliver in Jesus' name. God, I pray for an awakening of your spirit to take place in every single one of us. Lord, that this Christmas season will not be about gift giving or red suits or Christmas trees. But God, it will truly be about the power and presence of God showing up. Knowing that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And that you are here right in this place. God, that we... That we take time to know you and be known by you. God, have your way in homes and lives. Lord, there's so many who struggle this time of the year having lost a loved one. And Lord, I, I can't imagine the depths of their pain or their loneliness, but I pray that, Lord, you will demonstrate your presence in their home, that you will embrace them, and, God, be peace to them in this season. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are a wonderful counselor. I thank you, God, that you are a mighty God. And, Lord, we surrender every one of these situations to you in Jesus' name. Have your way. Can you say in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. The name above all names. In Jesus' name. We declare it. In the name above all names. Thank you, King Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.